Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is uh, the 12th of May. It's Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I do see an uptake in the, or an increase in listeners. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, I hope that uh, what I'm providing is worthwhile to you. Well, Title 42 has ended. And... Nothing. You know, as I listen to Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas, it occurred to me, you know, they've said saying things, of course, that Congress hasn't acted to fix the system. They think that the system as it is constructed by Congress, by the way, is broken. You know, I've I've gone all along saying, you know, it wouldn't be broken if they would just enforce the law, thinking that they actually cared about these people coming, uh, cared about the sovereignty of the United States. They don't. In fact, even more so than that, I think that this is intentional. If you were to go and do a Google search for a Cloud Piven strategy. Um, It was created by uh, Richard Cloward and and Francis Fox Piven back in the 60s to create a political crisis um, which would essentially overthrow the democratic system uh, that we have, the limited government system, the fact that the government can only do so much, uh, even stretching the bounds of statutory um, restraint. And the system collapses under its own weight because you've put essentially put everybody on the dole. Cloward Piven used to be, you know, the hallmark words of conspiracy theory and such. What you're seeing with the immigration is a similar form. And and I mentioned earlier that the, the question of sovereignty, you know, these people don't believe in the sovereignty of nation states. I'm not going to go new world order, new world order, or, or you know, world economic forum. Even though those are all pretty much proven to be uh, exactly what they appear to be on the surface, which is attempts to to eliminate the nation states. But we should have caught this back when you know President Obama. I believe actually might have been well, he was probably president. He he mentioned that. Yes, I believe in American exceptionalism, but the British probably believe that they're special too. And and he completely misses the point. He completely missed the point. Sorry, past tense. Except for that he didn't. These people who have been blessed, and that's the only way I can put it, these people who have been blessed to come up in a, in a system uh, 
that allows anybody from any economic class that wants to achieve to achieve. And that is a true statement. That's not, that's not really open for debate. This wouldn't happen in Europe, and it certainly wouldn't happen in China. In those locations, you have to be politically connected or of a dynastic family. You don't have the movement between economic classes there that you do in the United States or soon to be did in the United States. You know, I've mentioned Ben Car- Dr. Ben Carson, who grew up in the projects of Detroit to a single mother that could barely read. That wouldn't happen elsewhere. I'm not saying it shouldn't, but it's because of the political and economic systems that are in place elsewhere. Pretty much anywhere else in the world. Unless you got tracked early for it. You know, kind of like how the Jedi in, in the, the prequels, you know, they would find these kids, you know, based on their uh, perception or perceived strength in the Force. Because once they got too old, that's, you know, if they were found too late, they generally were not admitted for Jedi training. And it's the same with with this, you know. Think of all the things that could have gone wrong that would have derailed Dr. Carson's pathway. But what we are in the midst of is the execution of that Cloward Piven strategy. They won't call it that, of course, and they'll sit there and bemoan, but it's intentional. You see, it's not that the laws are broken. It's that they don't like the laws. And so they are choosing, choosing not to obey the law. They are willfully willfully violating their oaths of office. You don't like the law? Well, What's your proposal? I mean, it's really that simple. You don't like the law. What's your proposal? Obama had a veto-proof majority in the Senate, and he had a supermajority in the House. Could have passed his magical immigration reform then. Chose not to. We're going to be short today simply because I'm running out of time. But I really can't harp on that enough. And so what do we do now? I mean, here's the thing. So 
you parole these people in the United States, which, by the way, a federal judge has has said, okay, Title 42 is gone, your, your ability to expel them on Title 42, which was only a stopgap measure. In reality, what they should have done is they should have put the military on the border, and we've only said that like a million times here. And if putting them on the north side of the Rio Grande isn't enough, tell Mexico that you're putting them on the south side. Because the Mexican army is not doing its job. You see, Mexico is not, not surrendering their sovereignty to the world. These people that are coming through Mexico, as long as they're only going through Mexico, they don't care because they get money. They get money from the cartels. They get money from the UN. They get money from any number of NGOs. So your taxpayer money, by the way, is funding the cartels through NGOs. NGOs are, well, they're funding the cartels indirectly. Meaning, so we pay federal taxpayers give money to various uh, non-governmental organizations who in turn use that money to ferry people across Mexico and other countries into the United States through the cartels. The cartels have a booming business going on, and that's funded with tax dollars. We'll see what happens. There is other news. Um, there, you know, Trump had a t town hall on CNN, which Trump was Trump. People, Trump voters love it. Everyone else hates it. There, that was easy. But you know what? I could have predicted that beforehand. I would have hoped, I would have liked to have seen Trump not harp on 2020. Because that turns people off, but I don't know. I don't know if President Biden has ruined things so badly that that he could lose the election. I I still don't think that. I still think that that Trump can't win. But you never know. I mean, these people, I don't think really grasp. What's going on? I mean, all of this is intentional. You know, the, the lousy schools are intentional. You know, you create, you know, you make people incapable of working in a high-tech environment. And so they have to be on the dole. I mean, it's all Cloward Piven. All of it. No movement on the debt ceiling. Well, President Biden has said he'll actually talk to the Republicans, but I don't see anything coming from that. We'll see. I mean, they're they're sticking their fingers in the air wildly. 
to see who's going to get blamed. Here's the deal. And here's here's the truth, no matter what anybody says on any news network. The Republicans in the House have passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. The Senate has done nothing because the Senate can do nothing. Except for this, you've got 43 Republicans. that have said that they will stop any kind of bill that is just a debt ceiling increase. The Biden administration, just like all previous administrations, so you know, even though I'm highlighting the Bidens now because that's what's currently in charge, refuses to acknowledge that their deficit spending, all they care about is how the deficit looks relative to yesterday. They talk about the fantastic deficit reduction, and yet Biden's own plan is going to increase the debt to $50 trillion in 10 years. That's not a plan. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Because that doesn't even include Social Security and Medicare. And we've harped on that about Trump is on the Democrat side on this. They really hated Trump's answers on Ukraine, too. You know, no matter what happens in Ukraine, which, by the way, there's still a war going on there, and you're still funding it. Let's assume a total victory by Ukraine, which I don't think can happen. And that Russia is driven out of out of the the eastern regions, and maybe even Crimea. It won't happen, but let's let's fantasize for a little bit and presume that they do that. Then what? Then the West is on the hook for probably trillions of dollars to rebuild. the shell of a country. In the name of a democracy, that's what they tell us, it's a democracy that suppresses any opposition to the government, that suppresses religion, that suppresses press that is contrary to the government position. And when I say suppress, I don't mean go out and say that's disinformation. I mean, raid their offices and shut stuff down and imprison people. Is that the kind of democracy we want? Because that sounds an awful lot like the democracy in Russia. It's not the democracy here yet, but only because the Constitution is hanging by a thread. You know, the Biden administration, just one more thing, you know, was just going to release people without even court dates or without even notices to appear in the United States. Federal judge stopped that. We'll see if that actually happens, allegedly. But in the meantime, the uh, the guy that that 
accidentally killed a criminal on the subway in New York is being charged with manslaughter. I don't know if the jury will go Bernard Getz or not and find him not guilty. They should. It's not really a, a manslaughter charge. We'll see. Sanctuary cities are collapsing. They're sending their problems, you know, i.e. illegal immigrants, you know, that they're the sanctuary for elsewhere. It's really hard to be enthusiastic, and I apologize for that. Just a few weeks away from scout camp. I am looking forward to that. I'm going to try to do some perhaps much shorter versions of the lib while I'm gone so as to maintain continuity through the summer. You know, when you flood the system so that it's overwhelmed in the name of human rights, and by the way, the humanitarian crisis is all entirely of Biden's making. You know, these people did not, most of these people are not fleeing violence. I have a friend that lives in Guatemala. And he's biking around. He, he does online tutoring. Doesn't sound like a horrible place to me. I'm sure there are places, just like there are everywhere, including the United States. These people are, are looking for opportunity, and they're being brought here at terrible, terrible emotional and physical distress. but they're willing to chance it. I mean, you think about what they went over in the Mayflower and, and other ships coming across the immigrants, those that went across the plains to Oregon. Think about the hardships they've suffered to be able to start a new life. I mean, that's... But in reality, these people, you know, what are they fleeing? Maybe we'll talk about that another time. In the meantime, my life matters. Does yours? It's the lib. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. I was going to do this earlier this morning, but earlier this morning actually started at about hmm, 2.30 a.m. Central Time, which would be 1.30 a.m. where I am right now. Um, I took the opportunity to come out to Idaho and visit with Callie and, and just enjoy being in Idaho for a few days before getting to go off to camp. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. But even as we speak, I'm uh, speaking to you from uh, uh, the Teton River Basin as it uh, flows eventually into the Snake River. So there's your connection in Rexburg. Wonderful, wonderful Rexburg, Idaho. Thank you again for listening. Um, In for a penny, in for a pound, right? Uh, We're not in the war with Ukraine, and that war is still going on, and depending on on who you talk to, whether it's going good or not, it's, 
you know, Ukraine is in a lose-lose situation. Even if they win, they lose. The United States, because we've been um, trickling uh, aid into Ukraine, uh, is being accused by the Russians of supporting, you know, of fighting Russia, essentially. And then this on top of the fact that there's uh, the move to push uh, Finland and Sweden into NATO, which will uh, box in Russia even more, as if we were, you would think that we would have learned something um, from all this, but of course we haven't. Well, news today, the president at the G7 summit out in Japan uh, has stated that he's authorized the training of uh, Ukrainian pilots in the F-16. If anybody thinks that the United States is not involved in this other than aid and development, you know, you're sorely mistaken. We we are neck deep in, and the fact that Putin has not rightly, in my view, started taking actions against NATO um, and in the United States, and for all we know he has, we don't know. Um, but if it, if it has, it's not been immediately visible. But nobody would blame him. All we've done is drive him into the arms of China. China, of course, doesn't really care about Russia as far as uh, they don't even see Russia as a competitor. Um, Russia is a gas station to China, and Russia has lots of natural resources in the very eastern part of their country that there's no way that they could defend if China wanted to take them, just like Taiwan. In the meantime, Russia's military is being bled of resources and treasure. Uh, the government of treasure, the United States military is being bled from uh, resources. Our, our arsenal is being depleted. And no matter what, when this thing's over and done, the West is going to be on the hook for trillions of dollars to rebuild Ukraine. According to Israel, of course, uh, both Ukraine and Russia were willing to discuss um, some sort of a ceasefire and, and a, uh, a peace agreement back in um, the spring of last year, you know, just a couple months after this started. But we got so caught up in this defending this uh, democracy. By the way, I want to point out, you know, that they're the the when Democrats say that they're defending the democracy in Ukraine, remember they use the term democracy here in the United States, and so pay very close attention to what it means, because what it means in Ukraine is suppression of opposition parties. What it means in Ukraine is suppression of opposition press. What democracy means in Ukraine is suppression of religion. Does any of that sound familiar? It's no wonder the Democrats love Zelensky. He's able to achieve their wildest dreams here. You know, that pesky constitution is some reason is still in the way. Um, just wanted to mention a little newsy item that came out. There was a, an event where a, uh, a pregnant white nurse in New York City was uh, renting a scooter 
and the video showed it appeared that the woman was trying to take the scooter away from several uh, black males. And so she's called every name, racial name in the book, uh, social media afterwards, death threats. Her her employer, the hospital, has put her on, the, has kind of suspended her pay, pending an investigation. Well, as it turns out, her lawyer has been on TV pointing out that she had receipts for the scooter that they, she was trying to keep them from taking it from her. If that's the case, and again, we don't know enough to know one way or the other, but if that is the case, she's got some pretty significant bank coming from not only um, the city, um, but potentially social media companies as well as the news that reported on her slanderously. Just throw that out there. There's a poll out that shows Donald Trump uh, beating um, Biden. So the Trump people are running for all that's worth. Even if I was to be inclined to support Trump, I have to remember because this election may very well come down to issues on the border because, you know, the people that are hurt most by the open border more than anyone else are people that live in urban areas or poor areas because those resources are already strained with the people that are there and yet where are these immigrants being shipped they're being shipped to those very areas word is though some of them will be eligible to work while they're waiting for their claims to be adjudicated. Now, my question, of course, is this. Let's say that you you have a claim five years from now, or your court case is five years from now, and you get there, and the inclination of uh, of the court is to deny your claim that it wasn't sufficient. But then you pour the sob story about how your kids are in school and how you're making a better life, blah, blah, blah. You know, who's going to want to deport somebody in that condition? And so just be prepared for that. Because that's definitely coming. You know, the vast majority of asylum cases are denied. And if that's the case, you have to ask yourself, why are we paroling everybody into the United States? when we are setting them up for a tragedy. Not to mention the fact that schools, hospitals, healthcare, um, food resources, housing resources in these already impoverished areas are going to become infinitely worse. So much so that they're going to put people out of those areas Um, immigrants were already seeing that were hotels that were housing homeless uh, veterans where they've kicked these veterans out of the hotels because uh, Uncle Sam is coming in and is writing a check for the full bill for illegals to stay. Cloward Piven, I heard Andrew Wilkow mention it. 
Absolutely correct. It's exactly, you're, you're going to strain the system to the point of breaking. Then you can say the Constitution doesn't work. Mark Levin would say that we're already in a post-constitutional world, and I would tend to agree with that. Um, but having said that, and this is something that I was thinking of today, is, you know, the whole ideal deal of the conservative movement is to preserve our traditional form of government as we understood it from civics if you went to school prior to the Department of Education existing. Here's the problem is conservatives can't be that because you can't conserve what doesn't exist. Now, you might want to go back to that and I applaud you and I agree completely. In, in fact, I, you know, you know, all in the family always says I would, you know, we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. No, we can't. Herbert Hoover was a progressive. He was not Calvin Coolidge. So if you want to go back to the days of Calvin Coolidge, I'm all for that. If you want to go back to the days of McKinley, I'm all for that. But don't say that you want to conserve because you don't want to conserve anything. You want to break what is the current system. And it's time to be a reactionary, if you want to call that the extreme right wing. You know, okay. You know, here's your here's here's your litmus test. Should the government, and if they answer anything other than no, then put them on trial. There was some movement on debt ceiling talks, but now that's stopped. Sides are too far apart. Um, we'll see how the coalition in the Senate holds together. There's a group of 43 Republican senators that have all signed a letter saying that they will not, that they will stop any um, any bill that is just simply an increase of the debt. Now, the Lib's on record on this. Um, you, you, Kevin McCarthy goes to, has a press conference and says, look, the previous Congress spent all this money, but they didn't provide a way to pay for it. So as a gesture of goodwill... We're going to get the numbers from Treasury up to and including September 30th. And we'll give you a clean deal. Now, that's contrary to what the Republicans in the Senate, but I would suspect that if Kevin McCarthy did this, point out again that it was the Democrats in the House that, that spent the money along with a bipartisan group in the Senate, many of which 
are part of this group that wants a uh, conditions on a debt ceiling increase. Point out that they did not do their jobs. That they wrote the checks on an empty bank account. I would blame Nancy Pelosi. I would blame Mitch McConnell. I would blame Chucky Schumer. And I would blame the president. Because they wrote a check on an empty bank account. The president's going around talking about all this deficit reduction that he's going to do. And I've, you know, regarding the debt ceiling increase, I've seen all sorts of stuff on Twitter and Facebook about how, mostly Twitter, about how, how, um, what the Republicans should do is just cancel the Trump tax cuts. That that would solve everything. Well, first of all, no, it wouldn't. Anyone with a brain can look and see what the revenue stream has done with the Trump tax cuts. But going back to the poor and the situation with the immigrants, you have to ask yourself this question. Every group, you line up all your victim groups here, except they're not victims under Donald Trump. They were success stories. Blacks, not only lower unemployment than ever recorded, but increases in wages. Hispanics, the same. Women, the same. Pick a group, any group. Not only a reduction in unemployment, we're not talking about when government shut down the world with COVID, but before COVID. By the way, all these jobs that Joe Biden can't claims to have created, they've only, our jobs have just come back. And guess what? Many won't. And you don't have the people who have the skills to do the jobs. That ideally, you say you want to have a manufacturing base. Okay, yeah, you do. Who's going to do it? All of these groups, which were success stories under Donald Trump, Every single group is now a victim group from of the administration of Joe Biden. Real wages down, especially with because of inflation. Energy costs skyrocketing. Food costs skyrocketing. Does some of it have to do with supply chain issues? Sure. Does some of it have to do with with uh, the war in Ukraine? Probably. But you know what about the energy side? And by the way, energy solves many of those problems. The cost of transporting goods goes down with the plethora of energy. Now, now you can say it's a global market, and that's what these these idiots in the administration say, that they have no control. But here's how they do have control. 
if they were to unleash, and of course, yes, there's the leases out there, I know, and the permits, etc. But if you don't think that you have, are going to get any more in the future, are you going to burn everything today? I mean, that's what Democrats do. They don't worry. They don't care about tomorrow. Because in the immortal words of uh, John Maynard Keynes, their economic guru hero, well, I'll be dead. They don't care about tomorrow. They just care about today. And the only way they win today is by creating as many victim groups as possible. And they've been very successful at that here in the last two years in creating victim groups. Where even the even the middle class now are struggling because of all these high costs, because of inflation. I don't know what to say, what to tell you. Uh, you know, uh, the Durham report. We we've talked about that. Oh, FBI whistleblowers. I almost forgot to mention it. they were testifying before Congress. They were blasted by the Democrats on the committee because they didn't consider them real whistleblowers. I don't know why. Is it because they're not anonymous like their whistleblower during the impeachment was? Is it because they have direct information as opposed to heard it from a friend? which is what their whistleblower had in the impeachment of Donald Trump. Remember that. Vindman did not have first-hand knowledge of anything, nor did the person that talked to him. They had heard that something had happened. Here you have FBI agents that are bringing the goods, and they're called insubordinate. In reality, they're the very definition of whistleblowers. And they were treated like garbage. You remember when whistleblowers were heroes, don't you? Yeah. FBI is is needs to go just top to bottom. Now it's been released today that they've been spying on hundreds of thousands of of uh, American citizens. That whole process has to go. And here's 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 how you do it. You go to the CIA, find these CIA people that were under under um, Trump that were part of the, the group that signed the letter and asked them this question. Were you aware that the FBI had Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop? Just ask that one question. I mean, you know, and when they try to say investigation, say, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a point of fact that is public knowledge that the FBI has had that laptop since December of 19. 
And rumor is that they've known it was authentic since the spring of 2020. That's not in dispute. Well, the, the actual possession is not in dispute. The other, who knows? So the question is to the CIA, did you know that the FBI had the laptop? It's a simple yes or no question. And here's why that's important. Part of the Patriot Act, all this stuff, all this stuff came about because there allegedly was a wall between um, domestic law enforcement and foreign intelligence. And part of the Patriot Act was to tear that down. It was to facilitate communications. If the CIA did not know about the laptop, then obviously the laws, the, then we, we haven't fixed the problem. But instead of crafting new laws, which is what they want to do, you just let the old one expire. In fact, it let, more than let it expire, I would not fund it. The abuse that the FBI has committed on the American people deserves to have heads rolling. It won't happen. They protect their own. Now, if the CIA says, yeah, we knew about it, then you have to go and ask them, well, if you knew about it, how is it that you pressured people into signing your letter or the letter that was sent out by now Secretary of State Anthony Blinken saying that it wasn't real. Because there are people who have come forward and said that the CIA um, pressured people who were trying to get books published and said, if you want that book published, you're going to have to sign this letter. Yes, you need foreign intelligence. I'm not sure that you need federal law enforcement. Certainly not the level that we have it. Oh, by the way, did you hear that the uh, whistleblower for the uh, regarding the IRS uh, handling of kit gloves with the uh, Hunter Biden tax issues? Uh, the whistleblower and his team have been relieved from that job. All the years that they've spent working on it probably has already been shredded. Think about that when the IRS tells you that you know, there's something wrong with your taxes. And you have to hire somebody to fix it, if it can be. In the meantime, IRS courts don't have the same um, civil liberty issues uh, that those pesky federal courts have at least for now. Civil liberties are at risk. Bank of America gave to the FBI all the receipts that they had or charges that were made on one of their cards in the Washington, D.C. area on January 5th and 6th. wonder if they had to have a warrant for that or if they just gave it to them. Are you a Bank of America customer? That's your fees at work.
They probably had a warrant, right? From the Snake River Plain, the upper Snake River Plain, my life matters. Does yours? It's the lib.